Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Callum. And one of us is bored. This week, we're looking at the Muppet Christmas Carol. Ah, humbug. He was the greediest man alive. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Mr. Scrooge, even though he is odious, stingy, and badly dressed. Humbug. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grin. Do you think it's safe for us to be up here? Ah! If they gave a prize for being mean, the winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge, the bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? It's Charles Dickens' classic tale, oh! as only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. And Christmas spirit. Scrooge. Jacob Marley. <laughs> scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. So it's a return to the March Muppets Month of Madness kind of themed stuff. This was actually one of the things we were considering talking about at the time, except for the fact that, you know, it's Christmas related. And then in the end, we decided saving it for Christmas because we thought that might be a nicer idea just to have a, a little revisit to both the Muppets and the theme itself. And you know what? I think we were right to do this. Um, it's a nice little throwback, both to our, ourselves, our <laughs> older episodes. Well, we're close to our anniversary, so it's nice to have a throwback to some of our yeah. It's, theme stuff. It's so strange to think that we've been doing this for nearly a year. Like, But at the same time, it feels like we've done it forever. Yeah, and The Muppets was so early on in our episodes as well. It's like, you know, it's funny because we did that. I didn't, like, I wasn't really a big Muppet <laughs> I don't know why we did, why I chose to do that, but I did become a big fan and now it's quite endearing to see them out and about. But, um... Yeah, it's weird that that's just the first thing we did was like Muppets. That was our first theme month, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like weird, but like I'm glad we did it still. Um, it's um, given us an opportunity to talk about this as well. So I suppose just before we start going into the Muppets itself, um, the story of Christmas Carol, I don't know if this is a, a common thing or not, but... Uh, I know loads of people read the book while at school because a lot of people had to do it as part of one of their like English things or whatever. Well, it's because he's a British writer, isn't he? Charles so... Dickens, yeah. I'm, I'm going to confess now, I've never read A Christmas Carol. No, I've not. But I've heard the story in many iterations. You know what's funny, listener? I was so close to almost like making Calm do a month of Christmas Carol movies because there's so many adaptations. There's the Disney one. There's the Muppet one. There's the one with Jim Carrey, weirdly, because um, that's what we did last week. And the animated one, and then there's like, you know, the old-fashioned old actor ones. Mm. There's so many iterations of it, I was almost like, oh, we should just keep watching The Christmas Carol, all because I wanted to make sure we did the Muppets one. <laughs> I mean, if you really hate me this time next year, we could do that for uh, next year. I don't know if I have it. I think the reason I didn't suggest that is because it sounded horrific. I mean, it kind of does. Like, I have seen... There's quite a few different versions I've seen. There's one from the 60s that I've seen um, that my mom actually really likes. And I have to say, like, when you when you give it a chance to get going, it's actually pretty good. Um, but 
I think it helps that the story is quite good, really. I don't think I could watch four, like four or five versions of the same thing, essentially, back to back, which, you know, yeah, that would be very cruel in, in retrospect. Yeah, don't do that, please. <laughs> but um, as far as stories go, it's it's Charles Dickens, so of course it's kind of held in high high esteem, but it is a quite engaging story, and there's a lot of different messaging going on throughout this, even taking like the Muppets version of it. Like, there's a lot of different things to take away from this. Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's it is what it is. <laughs> the, uh, it is what it is. I I do agree with the the message of the story. I guess but I just feel like it's like he's such a pantomime bad guy. <laughs> yeah scrooge yeah i mean at at the end of the day like uh, you could definitely portray him in less of a pantomime villain way and have it be as effective yeah i feel like you know uh, it's a wonderful life i'm not saying this is against the muppet this is not going into the muppet thing this is just in general i feel like it's a wonderful life did it better where it's just someone who's a bit depressed mm-hmm. and a bit grouchy whereas it's like devil like evil incarnate like what's wrong with you yeah like he's actively kicking orphans in the street and shit you know that level of evil yeah yeah i mean we um the funny thing as well is we were talking about how the grinch's reaction to an extent is kind of proportional last week or at the very least you know uh he didn't go completely overboard yeah sure he tried to steal christmas but he didn't kill anyone whereas scrooge seems to have uh, being his bonnet about christmas because the girl he was in love with left him at christmas and that is like grounds for him to, as you say, kick orphans in the street and to treat his employees like shit. And like, it's it's something that he did as opposed to something that was done to him. Like the Grinch, it was something done to him. So you're like, okay. But for, for Scrooge, what happened to him was as a result of things that he did, essentially. And he's much less sympathetic in that way. Like, I think the Grinch is quite easy to sympathize with because you get, you get it. Yeah, he was bullied. Um, Scrooge. Was, um, he was too busy. Yeah. yeah, he was he was too involved in his own work and therefore lost his girlfriend. Like, you, you can't just be all about one thing. You have to spread out your life across multiple things. Um, and then he just got pissed off that she didn't like it anymore. And it's like, well, you get That's on you. play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, this then obviously falls into the the larger, wider um, catalog of Muppets films. And I suppose this, this is probably a question to ask when maybe when we get to the end, but I'll I'll put it out there just now so that we think about it. And then inevitably when we forget to, come back to it <laughs> well when you're editing you're like damn fuck i've got to do something about that <laughs> um i wonder for you where this fits in terms of how you rate it amongst the upper mu- the other muppet films i think it's a weird one though because like this was like it was not not one of the first ones they did after jim henson died i think it is the first one they did after he died because they did mention in the like in the opening credits it's like in loving memory of jim henson yeah 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 so this is the first one he died because he died in 1990 it was always going to be a hard one to do because you've lost your your head haven't you like your main guy um and you also had i know they'd already replaced kermit by that point because they did a special where they replaced him but like it must be hard because he's had to take over like he did kermit rizzo beaker and uh bean bunny Mm -hmm. that's a lot like kermit's a big fucking responsibility yeah which is why, I th- and, and his Kermit is different from Jim Henson's Kermit in that 
uh, you can tell the difference between Jim Henson's crime. It's a lot more sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Not any less, like, you know, friendly and loving, but, like, this one's a lot softer. And I think having him put in the role of Bob Cratchit was a good fit for that version of Kermit and then that kind of helped introduce what he was going to be like even outside of the Christmas Carol thing mm -hmm. so it worked in that way but god I do feel bad for them yeah um probably a smart choice though as well to like adapt something and not try and make like an original Muppet story and just do like here's an adaptation put the characters in there it'll be fine yeah it's a nice way of seeing does this still work like can yeah. we still make this work and I think I I would say like for the most part I think this does work really well. Yeah. Like it's um there's some characters I feel like were underutilized. Mm. I and I I wonder why they didn't use I know Jim Henson's known for like his creature workshop so he makes lots of cool and interesting um practical effects, mm -hmm. monsters and things. But I do wonder why some of the muppets weren't used as the ghosts so they'd get more screen time instead of the fucking terrifying hell beast that we got given. As the first ghost, even yeah, the it, it's a good point. There there are periods of this film where there is not a Muppet to be seen for quite a while, or mm -hmm. there or the main ones that you have are um, Gonzo as Charles Dickens and Rizzo as himself, and it's like for a Muppets film, you could probably have more Muppets in there at points. And actually, I think you're right. There are certain characters that are definitely underused, and I suppose it's. In part, to be fair, it's because of the type of rules available. Um, I don't think there's enough Miss Piggy in this. No, God, no. She could have been both that wife character and they could have made her one of the ghosts and they could have had her, like, one of the jokes being her trying to run between the characters. Yeah, totally. Like, that would have been funny. Yeah, because she's just cast herself twice. He's like, well, it's not meant to be your role. He's like, well, I'm doing it. Yeah. It would have been totally... I should have written this. Yeah, <laughs> you should have wrote this. Because they were kind of like when Jim died, they started shifting away from the Muppets being self-aware, which I miss. Mm. I think that's better when they're self-aware that they're doing a show and it's not real. And they do kind of hint that they're in a thing because Rizzo's like, you're not Charles Dickens. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> have you noticed that? Like, so the same thing happened with Treasure Planet. When it was the adaptations, for some reason, they make Gonzo and Rizzo like the main parts. And I'm like, why? When Kermit and Fozzie are like, you know, the main and Miss Piggy are the main selling ones. I, I suppose it's because of the relationship that Bob Cratchit and his wife need to have. You could have Gonzo in the fucking chicken. I suppose you could. But, um, well, no, because you need to feel something for Tiny Tim. And so the writers felt like you'll have more sympathy for like a mini Kermit. But that's what I'm saying. Kermit can be there, sure, because that is kind of an important role. Yeah. But Miss Peggy could have been too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She could she could have been a, the ghost of Christmas past and could have been the wife. I just had a run between the two. I think that would have been funny. I think I said this um, back when we were doing the original uh, Muppets films as well. Like, I'm I'm really not a fan of Rizzo. Like, it, I've just never found that one funny. I was actually thinking about that as I watched it. Yeah, and Gonzo is like fine, I guess. But again, yeah, you're right. It's a weird pairing to have as your up front and center main Muppets for this. Um, I think I it does like for better or worse it does work, but they're not the ones that I would initially think. Here's who we're gonna have representing in this way because actually I think Fozzie's kind of underused as well. I know he he ends up playing um, he is playing Fozzie Wig, so it's like 
uh, it's a little play off of Fezziwig, yeah, uh, which is the original character. So okay, that's funny. So in 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 um in oh in a way, he had no option but to play that character because there's a joke there just sat waiting. I know, but he was so like so funny. Yeah, he would just been so much better. Like I don't know how they could have done it, but I just wish they had. Yeah, um, and I feel like um. It's, as a as a kid, because I remember this is the Muppets film I was most familiar with as a kid. I didn't realize they explicitly state it as well. It shows how much I paid attention as a kid. But I didn't realize that Gonzo was meant to be Charles Dickens. Like I always just saw him as oh, like he's a narrator type character or whatever, and he's just getting on with it. But for for whatever reason, it just never clicked with me. I don't think it's important that he's Charles Dickens or not. I think that's just used for some gags. Like, I don't think it really matters if he's Charles Dickens or just a narrator. Um, it does kind of mean... No, I don't know. I just don't think it's that important. Well, there, there's a lot of elements as well that like I got watching this now that I didn't get as a kid. So I didn't get that most of the characters can't actually see Rizzo. Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, okay. So okay, I get that now. Yeah, when he when he opens the windows at the end, maybe that's the only time where I would have noticed that. There's 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 a there's a joke where the rabbit runs into them and it's like oh sorry kind of bit and, and that's mm-hmm. like breaking the wall or breaking the whatever. But for the most part, none of the characters around them can see him because he's telling the story of what's going on. So like he he's essentially he's a narrator that's present in the scene, but like he's not visible to anyone else in the cast essentially. In this, in the same way that, um, you know, do you remember when they did uh, Walking with Dinosaurs, but they did a weird spin-off and the, like they had presenters on screen with stuff and like they'd be talking about. Actually, maybe that's a bad example. Um, I can't think. I know what I mean anyway, and hopefully everyone else does as well. But if not, oh well. <laughs> they, they're not. They're not. As far as I'm, uh, as far as I'm aware, no one else can see them, or no one else is meant to be able to see them anyway. Um, yeah. That makes sense, but it's, again, it's they didn't really need a narrator. No, I agree. At the end of the day, uh... it doesn't it doesn't add a lot. I like I, that's the other thing as well. Like they do have a few moments that are meant to be quite funny, like um, uh, climbing over the gate only to find that Rizzo can actually just fit through the slats between it, and like <laughs> yeah. it's it's fine, but it's not funny enough to warrant the amount of time that it's given. Like that scene's no. that scene's given like a good minute and a half, and it, it's just not a big enough payoff for, for that. Um, and it's not a long film. Like, don't get me wrong, it's under an hour and a half long, so it's like fine. There's a bit of time to play with here, but I don't think those two characters add anything in the roles that they're playing. They are, however, um, walking around and we are in so we're in true to the actual story itself we're in 19th century london and we see ebenezer scrooge who is a cold-hearted poor-tempered ass of a boss um who does not care about the well-being of his employees of his frog and his brats yeah uh or his nephew or his human nephew um it always makes me laugh how it's just like muppets and humans and they never differentiate between you know yeah. who's a muppet and who's a human like they just all interact the same way <laughs> yeah it's, it's just all living together in harmony or or not or well, not harmony in a... who is scrooge michael kane uh yes he is yeah okay because he doesn't look like him weirdly but i was like that's probably him right i recognized his voice more than his look in this yeah um michael kane i think this is probably really awful 
but I think the thing I'm most familiar with him from recently is that he was in a film called Youth maybe five oh. years ago which I love it's one of my favorite films honestly like it's so good um do you know what I know him from go on. it's probably worse Miss Congeniality oh that's an all right film I don't mind that film I quite like Sandra Bullock so me too um yeah he I know he's like he's like an iconic actor like he's been in so much stuff and like I'm like oh that's the man from youth like yeah but like <laughs> he, he is really good in that to be fair um so yeah he's playing him and we see little scenes so there's one of my favorite jokes early on is um kermit or bob crotchet rather played by kermit and the other employees asking to take christmas day off or at the very least to turn up the heat and scrooge is this like um you know if you're nah brah yeah nah brah like if you're if you're that cold, how about you go be cold outside? And so it cuts back to everyone, and they're all in their Hawaii gear, talking about how warm it is. <laughs> yeah, like, they, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's hot. Yeah. Oh, it's so tropical in here. It's just like, oh, okay, that's quite a cute joke. Quite a cute joke. Um, uh, and Kermit's. This is possibly. It might be, as you say, with the start of Kermit being a bit softer and a bit, um, a bit less snarky, the start of like. Kermit enduring the nonsense of everyone else around him. I wonder if that's this. I mean, he always has endured the nonsense of everyone around him, but he was a lot more snappy about reacting to it. Yeah. Um, he's a lot. Again, he's he's a lot more um tolerant. That's probably a good way of putting it. Yeah. A lot more tolerant of their shite now. Yeah. Than he ever was before. <laughs> um, so they asked for Christmas Day off anyway. And Scrooge has declined to visit his um, nephew Fred's house for Christmas dinner. Uh, he also dismisses people uh, who are asking for money for charity. Um, and he uh, is very, very reluctant, but does eventually give his employees the day off. Um, and uh, basically, he then leaves to go home uh, while his bookkeepers all wrap up for Christmas. Um so this is where things start to ramp up a bit and back home scrooge encounters the shackled ghosts of his late business party partners parties um jacob and robert marley now they're played by statler and waldorf <laughs> the first time they've actually got a proper proper role in something yeah and you know what i'm so undecided about how i feel about it all right go on because the whole thing is they're just snarky about the whole production as a whole but they're like in it you know yeah they're not as funny. Like, I'm not saying they're like they're a good choice or the only choice to do that, unless you got like Bert and Ernie in, which are doing quite funny mm. um, in its own way. They they are good, well casted, but I feel like they underutilized them for their humor still somehow. Yes, that's a great great way of putting it. Because I was gonna say I feel like it's it's brilliant casting for the role, but they're not particularly funny. Like I I can't think of who else would have been a good set of characters to to do those parts, but but they're not used amazingly at the same time no because they could have been really funny but they could have done they could have um yeah made fun of the cheap sets and everything but yeah but, they didn't they just didn't do the fourth wall stuff because disney didn't know how to do it yeah and that's just unfortunate yeah just one of those things from the time uh they're there to warn scrooge about his wicked ways and tell him to repent or he'll be condemned to suffer just as they are and we see them in their chains and they're they're basically just they do a wee song this, i will say quickly the songs aren't my favorite 
in this. They're a bit forgettable. I can't actually remember any of them. Yeah, that song especially isn't great. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot of just whoa in that yeah. song, and it's just like uh, you you could save like twenty seconds or so just by cutting all of those out. Just all of those <laughs> moments would reduce the song's length significantly. And it's just like right, it's not great. A bit disappointing, but we're off to. Um, we're off to get things going, possibly for one of the most creepiest moments of the whole film. I'll let you go first, because... So some things just shouldn't be made. Like that Christmas tree. Some things just don't have, need faces. And the fucking doll of... Like, I don't know what it is about this girl's face, but she's fucking terrifying. She looks like she belongs in the crystal maze, like labyrinth. She's just horrific. Yeah, so the ghost of Christmas past is designed to look like a small child dolls type thing and it has all this like fabric floating around it. And I must say the CGI for that I think looks really cool. It's just the face. You can't you notice the CGI? The face just too oh. The face you just, like it, it it's it's it looks like it's had so much plastic surgery done. Like and but yeah. but like in a CGI rendered way, so it's not like a it's not an actress's face. It's it's completely computer generated but i don't think it will be i think it'll be a, a puppet or yeah like it's awful it's horrific it's terrifying i actually messaged um, i was watching the film and i messaged callum or you to callum mm -hmm. um and i was like that's gonna live in my nightmares forever yeah it's horrific it's awful um it's creepier than the fucking ghost of christmas future which itself yes. is like quite which itself basically looks like a grim reaper but it's still yeah like, but i would still rather meet that than yeah than that yeah um so the ghosts of christmas past uh the ghost of christmas past takes scrooge back to visit his school days so we see him as a little boy in school who would rather do his work than go out and celebrate christmas and throughout school he's doing a whole bunch of you know not really engaging with the other kids he'd much rather be inside and working towards his career and eventually he's you know he's going off to work in business I know, but my God, he's like, what? What age is he? Like nine in that first one? Something like that. Yeah. Very, very like young. You get a wee Sam the Eagle cameo here. Um, yeah. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. To be fair. That's a, another well-casted. It's the American way. Yeah. <laughs> I like that bit. That's such a good one. Um, yeah. Um, it's probably the most effective one he's ever had because I don't remember being that impressed ever with one of his cameos. Um he was okay in Treasure Island. Oh yeah, uh, he was. I know, but I mean, like they didn't use his character trope of being like super into capitalism. That's his character trope, um, and they've not really used that properly before. One hundred percent American. Yeah. yeah, American values and everything. Yeah. And yeah. So that was a good. It was a nice little nod to that. Um, yeah, they couldn't really do an awful lot more with him. It's such a small role, but like well placed and well timed and well executed. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I mean, well done for including him, even, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we see him throughout school and growing up, and he ends up meeting, uh, going to work for um, Fuzzy Wig. <laughs> <laughs> the name got you. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so Fuzzy Wig and his mum are throwing a Christmas party, and this is where he meets Belle, and they um fall in love very quickly because of course they do it's it's we don't have much time you need to fall in love quick movie. yeah um so later on we see how 
Uh, Scrooge was left by Belle after he chose to go for money over her. And the fight they have is very... Um, I think it's quite well handled in a way, but like I would have liked it to have been a little bit more impactful. Yeah. Like it's very um it's it's like um how do I how do I put this? We don't see the build up to it really, so it's just kind of sudden as well. Yeah, I, for for the exact same region, reasons, like you we're limited on time, so we know we've got to kind of get through it quite quick. But we're not left with the emotional impact that should be there. Yeah. I think is the problem. So like it gives it gives us just a glimpse of what the issue is and, and we get that, but I think we're not I don't know, it doesn't leave us with much really. I, it's like we don't really care that much about their relationship in general, to be honest. Yeah. And it's not like they get back together, so we need to be invested anyway, so it's, it's no. fine, but um uh, but this is enough to anyway, that's that's the main point. So now we know why Scrooge hates Christmas. It's because that's the time of year that his the love of his life left him. So Scrooge uh returns to the present and uh the next of the three spirits uh, arrives at the strike of two. And this is the least creepy spirit. This is the least creepy one. You're correct. It's the ghost of Christmas present. And he's a massive, he's a massive Hagrid, basically. Yeah. He's Hag Hagrid in Muppet form. Yes. Um, is he an original Muppet for this or is he something else? Yeah, he will. I think he will be. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't recognize him as anything else, but... Um, I, I, I honestly don't know, but I don't think he's from anything else, so... But he is, for the most part, um, a human in a costume. Like, he's a massive person-sized yeah. Muppet. He's a bit like Sweetums, uh, I think. Yeah. Which is really quite cool. Um, he does a lot of shrinking down to mouse size or being massive as well. There's a lot of um, playing with size in this character, which is quite funny. Um, not hilarious, but funny. Um, and he is there to describe the joys and wonder of present Christmas Day. So uh, we're all taken to Fred's house where we see the game that him and his his family are playing. God, it's such a like an old timey depiction. Let's play yes or no. Oh yes, can we? Oh, it's such a good game. Oh, what a brilliant game! Let's play charades. Oh, you're so good at this, Jeffrey. Like it's so like. It's like when you don't have the internet, you're bored out your mind. That's what you're gonna do. I guess so. Yeah basically it is what it is <laughs> yeah thank, thank god we don't live then oh god. thank thank you thank jesus god, thank god for playstations yeah <laughs> and the ability to escape our boring boring families <laughs> <laughs> just want to play charades all day oh, oh spiffing um yeah so uh we see that nightmare that vision of horror and leave. Apparently, it's not meant to be a vision of horror, but okay. It'd <laughs> be a good time. I I I disagree. Um, uh, we then go to the Cratchit's house, and we see Mrs. Cratchit played by Miss Piggy. One of my favorite jokes, where like Miss Piggy doesn't know and also doesn't care which of her daughters is which. Like she just gets bored and she's just like, oh whatever. You're Belinda or Bertha, whatever your name is. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I like that the film plays with the fact it's not important. Yeah. It's just that that's basically what's happening. She has two happening. two pegs, two frogs. That's enough. Yeah, that'll do. That's all we need to know, really. Um, that's the same with all the other ones as well, though. We don't know any of the names of the other kids. It's just fucking Tim. Yeah, uh, I think they were boy was Peter. Okay, we knew that one. Yeah. Okay, so why didn't we get the girls' names properly? I don't even remember. I know one's Belinda, maybe. 
I, I think it's because Tiny Tim is literally just iconic for being that. Mm-hmm. Or, or is iconic the right word? It's not really the right framing. He is literature... Um, I've, I like a like a figurehead among this kind of literature, I suppose. He's my least favorite of the figureheads. Yes. Well, it's worth going into it. In fact, let's go into it. Like, right. So, what's your beef with Tiny Tim? He's just fucking irritating. Like, <laughs> no, sorry. If you've suffered your whole life, right? You know, mm-hmm. you've got like this illness. I don't know what his illness is. Can't be good though. Coughing up when you're coughing up blood, and you've seen if yeah. you played Red Dead Redemption, you know you're time limited if you're coughing up blood. Um, Tiny Tim clearly hadn't played that game. No, he died. Nope. Um, it's just really annoying to have a character be so wholesome, like yeah. annoyingly wholesome. Like there's a line of like Cindy Lou Who. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. It's nice to be nice, but there's something about Tiny Tim that really rubs me the wrong way because he's just so like perfect, like to the point where you almost want him to be taken out. Yeah, like he's really, really ill. And he, but he's also like an absolute angel. He doesn't put a foot wrong. Yeah. And he's thinking of others constantly, despite how ill he is. And he's excited by like the smallest things. He's not a realistic kid at all. Is the no. thing. No. He's like, oh, it's okay, mother. We don't need no chicken. We can just eat our arms and be happy. <laughs> we don't need no chicken. <laughs> Turkey, sorry, my guy. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but no, you're right. Like it's just. Um, I get that. I do. Um, the bit as well where I've, I I was grossed out a bit where like he's just like, oh boy, dinner, dinner. And then he starts coughing all over it. Yeah. And then like both the, Miss Piggy comes and she's like, oh, Tiny Tim, stop it, stop it. It's okay, it's okay. Calm down. Oh, you're just too excited. And it's just like, he just coughed all over your dinner, bitch. Have you Are not you seen like... the time of COVID, man? Do you know what happens when people cough on your food? Exactly. You're all infected now. That's Christmas ruined, more so. You're all in isolation <laughs> now. Well done fucking brilliant well done tiny tim just as well you're dead next year <laughs> <laughs> is it next year is that what i think it i think it's the next year well i've never cottoned on to that see i don't know actually because i i don't know if it's just the future generally or if it's over multiple years or what but i always implied it i always viewed it as being roughly around about all happening in the same period so in the same period of time it seemed to me that tiny tim was dead and Scrooge was dead, mm-hmm. and um, everyone was exhuming his possessions from his house. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if those things happen at the same time, and if it's just like Tiny Tim dies and then further in the future Scrooge yeah. dies. I don't know if that's all at once or because that would be rough for fucking Bob, wouldn't it? Like your your son's dead, but also so is your employer, your employer, and now you're unemployed. Yeah, good luck with that. Unless he inherits. Merry it. Christmas. Yeah. Well, actually. Mm, that probably would have happened back in the day because it's not like... I mean, the nephew could have maybe taken it, but the nephew would have employed him, so he would have been fine. Yeah, he'd have probably been okay. I mean, his kid's yeah. dead, but he's fine. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, We'll get to the future in a minute anyway. So yeah, we're still in the present right now. So yeah, basically Tiny Tim is a tiny twat and his dad and Mara are all... T- he's like the favourite as well he's blatantly the favorite because so the dad's walking home and they're singing a nice wee duet together you know father and son duet oh i do like the the special effects for that though i have to say like 
seeing him walking still uh, there's still a thrill to be had from that yeah i have to say like in a in a i think i think it's a child in me that still really really likes that it's like, oh Carmen's walking around he's a real person I yeah, do, yeah yeah i do honestly buy into them being real that's the thing like i know they're puppets but i still like i just still believe they're there it's it's just so easy to get invested in it and forget it really mm -hmm. is like totally um uh so scrooge feels sympathy for tiny tim who knows why you don't like robin the frog as a character though generally no do you? Like, i don't i think he's kind of like that actually in the for the same reasons he's kind of like that in the show so he's just very wholesome and just like perfect and i just don't like it I don't think kids are like that. In that respect, it's again kind of perfect casting for oh, the 100%. character. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, they had like they chose the perfect thing because they had a tiny Tim sitting there weighing. Yeah. Would have been funnier though. Again, if we're going to for going for comedy if they made like Miss Piggy or Fonzie tiny Tim. <laughs> Did you say Fonzie? Well, I mean, yeah, I meant Fonzie, but Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> the Fonz comes in. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> It's <laughs> confusing. Like, why is he here? Why are you here? Okay. Um, yeah, that would have been better though. Like, I was thinking Fozzie as well, to be fair. Like, it's 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 just throw someone a little bit unexpected. Especially if you know that Kermit and Miss Piggy are the parents. You're like, oh, here comes fucking Robin the Robin Frog to be Tiny Tob. I know it's yeah. not. It's Fozzie. Tiny Tom. Or, yeah. <laughs> Fonzie um, and Tiny Tom. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Uh, we see the ghost of Christmas present uh, comment that Tiny Tim's not going to survive until next Christmas. Oh, so it is a year later, apparently. Oh, um, that's only because Wikipedia told you that. We don't know that in no. the film. Wiki I don't know if I trust this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I did watch it, I promise. Um, so Scrooge and the ghost go to a cemetery where uh, the ghost actually fades away. They act like the ghost has died. Yeah, the ghost was aging, kind of. Like, there's a whole thing about how the ghosts don't actually have very long, and they're only here for a period of time. And you, I thought it was really cool because you do see this. The ghost of Christmas Present goes from having like bright browny gingery hair to going grey over time, mm -hmm. and then eventually has really really old grey hair. So he does age physically. Um, yeah. But this, instead of going back to his own home, uh, Scrooge this time is left in the cemetery by himself. And at this point, uh, the ghost of Christmas yet to come appears and as we said he's a very very tall cloaked figure like the grim reaper he's like a dementor yes but, yes totally but a carpet dementor because it's quite a thick coat it is um it's quite a cool costume honestly like as, as far yeah. as the, it's probably one of my favorite bits of costume design in this is that character um very very eerie as well doesn't say a word communicates in pointing mostly um and so the ghost and Scrooge are travel and witness a group of businessmen discussing the death of a colleague. And they'd only uh, saying that, suggesting they'd only attend the funeral if lunch was served. They're making a lot of uh, jokes that are in poor taste and just sort of generally having a laugh about the whole thing. And uh, Scrooge also recognizes um, a bunch of his possessions being stolen and sold uh, to a fence named Old Joe, who's just taking them in. Um, so they've obviously been going through his house and clearing things out. And at this point, Scrooge starts to click to the idea that this is him they're all talking about, but he's kind of he living... He seems very okay with it. He's like, oh, I fear this could be me, but he's like, not that feared. He's yeah, like... like, it's like, well, yeah, 
it, it would it would suggest as much that it would be you but yeah okay yeah um so i shouldn't start whamming at your buttons and your fucking bed sheets yeah oh god that, that's oh they're like, yeah there's a point grim. and they must die at separate points because the point where the woman's like gives it to me he's like the blankets are still warm i'm like he's literally just died and yeah he's still in his blanket yeah that's grim as fuck because it takes you don't stay warm very long no like she must have been there and like in and out straight away here's like here's a blanket that someone died under merry christmas yeah yeah fucking nightmare they died fuel. under five minutes ago as well absolute nightmare fuel no thank yeah, you no yeah, that's actually so uh back back in the day when calm just knew me for like a year or so and he stayed at my house for the first summer he brought a suitcase and he brought his own blanket i brought a duvet with me i was just yeah. like i ain't sleeping under that yeah. <laughs> my, my, no one's died in my house we shall say it's a new bill what lie not my house in the building but we'll not go into that um it's a new build house, so like the odds of it being haunted, pretty low. Pretty fucking but low. He, he's got a thing for uh, I got dead a, people I, sheets. I got a thing for that. I'm like, no, not happening. Anyway, um, I've I've become much less um high maintenance over the years. Also, more yeah. my my maintenance has decreased as my laziness has increased. Yeah. A, I wonder if there's a correlation there. Probably, but that's fine because it's easier than you having to bring a suitcase with a blanket. I also, I mean, I also used to bring like um, a hairdryer and hair straighteners and all sorts of things with me. Like it was like, despite I, me having both these things, I uh, being with me, to be honest, like I needed my own entourage. Like, uh, like if I had the money for an entourage, that's the sort of, that's the sort of thing that I would have. I basically need a team with me to get me up and to get me like prepped for going outside and everything was a real effort. And the jokes thing is, because of how sweaty and stuff I get, it was all undone within minutes after having spent like, you know, half an hour getting ready in the morning. I'm just so much less high maintenance now. Like I'd, like back in the day, I would even be like, I'm not going out in joggers. And now I'm like, I'm, I've not showered in three days. Well, I don't think I care. Like <laughs> to the shops you say, let's go. My entourage, that's enough about me. Let's get back to this, this wonderful film. Um, so Scrooge and the ghost then go to uh, the Crotchet House once again. And this time Scrooge notes that there's a, it's not so happy anymore. And there's an air of solemn quiet about the place. And so we're treated to like a quite... A a tame performance from Miss Piggy, actually, for a sad Miss Piggy. I would... I feel like she's one of my favorite characters. I feel like they got her kind of wrong in this and that she doesn't overreact. I mean, there are points where she just snaps at her kids that are really funny. Yeah. But it's like she's meant to be like <laughs> this overdramatic, you know? Yeah. Like, so she could have been there like, Aah! like kind of screaming in grief, but like she's just very, very understated. And it is quite like emotive, the whole thing. It's just, it's kind of powerful in its own way to the extent that like the Muppets can be emotive and powerful. Um, but um, yeah, Tiny Tim, he did. He, he did. did. He just did. <laughs> um and so uh and they're all like you know be nice to your dad the dad comes in yeah and the children are like much kinder to to um see their dad like they were super excited in the first instance and this time they're much more restrained and they're just the dad says something that's really kind of like grim here doesn't he he's like well people die and that's that (laughs) (laughs) but your kids just died jesus (laughs) carpet merry christmas everyone (laughs) 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 yeah it's it's a it's a weird scene although i suppose it's it's kind of it's weird because it's kind of humanizing in a way for the muppets because like people do react to grief in different ways and Mm -hmm. you know uh they they have like the kids cane and hat set on the still 
the stool at the side of the room just kind of waiting for him as if he's still there and stuff and it is it's like it's actually quite a strong scene as far as um as far as the sort of setup goes and i don't think you know short of miss piggy being over dramatic and making it kind of funny i don't know that they could have done this any better and actually i'm not even i'm not even sure that her being over dramatic would have added to this it depends if you want to portray it as a good like adaptation of the story or yeah. if you want to do a good Muppets film, as is, as is always the debate. Yeah, it? yeah, it is. That's what it comes down to. I, I feel like this works, but I, I completely agree with what you're saying as well. At the same time, it, is, it, it totally depends on which route you're wanting to go down. So you can't have both. It's got to be one or the other. Um, so with that in mind, we um, end up back at the cemetery where Scrooge uh, demands to know like who it is that's that's died basically because well he starts to fear that it's him he's, yeah he is he's like I fear it's me and he puts it off oh but then he fears even more like he seems a lot more upset about Tiny yeah, Tim dying than he does him. a bit uh, the ghost points to the grave which inevitably ends up being his own and so he wakes up uh, a changed man vowing to to change his ways after this awful awful yeah, but he, ch- he changed after the present one for some reason. The Christmas present ghost affected him a lot more than any other yeah. ghost did. Like the past one, he didn't give a shit yeah. about. It. He's like, whatever. I broke up with her. <laughs> the past, but the, the Christmas present one, he just he's like, right, I'm a changed man. They even need to bring in the ghost of the future, yeah. really. But uh, I suppose I suppose the the future is just to reinforce that is the like okay like yeah, but um. Or rather to make sure that he actually has changed because he does kind of, he he does imply that he's going to change after the, the second one. But I suppose the future is to just reinforce, yeah, well, if you don't, here's what happens sort of thing, which fine. Uh, I think as a story arc, it works well, but agreed. I mean, it's like, what does he die of? Like, it doesn't, I don't understand why him dying is relevant, really. I mean, other than people don't care about him. It's either a, 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 a hor- horrific warning that he's going to die next year regardless, or it's just, oh, people won't care about you when you die. I would suspect he died of something stupid, like he'll have died of it being cold because he didn't turn the heating on or something like that. Mm, see, that would have been smart if they'd maybe mentioned Yeah, that. that's that's always been my understanding, is because he lives in this like ancient old house and stuff, and so it's, it's not like... Um, it's not really explicitly stated, but that's always my, my assumption. Is that like it, he'll have died of age, old age, or he'll have died of the cold, or something like that? Something, something potentially avoidable, anyway. Um, but who knows? Anyway, he wakes up on Christmas Day, and then there's there's uh, the Muppets take on the iconic "You boy, what day is this?" scene. <laughs> you boy, uh, what, what, what was it that I've seen on the internet recently? What wave is this? What lockdown is this? What version yeah. is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so out of touch. <laughs> this this is my first um, experience with this meme. I have. Oh really? Seen that. Yeah. Oh, it makes that... me laugh every day because it was like, "What lockdown is it?" Was the first one. Now it's what variant is it? Because you know, there's a million and one variants every Christmas now. Oh, that's hilarious! I love that. Um... <laughs> it's the Delta, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Excellent. And give me your <laughs> finest vaccine. <laughs> the one as big as me. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, this is what we're reduced to is describing memes from <laughs> Tis the season. Tis the season. Yeah. Um so Scrooge goes all the all you, you know how this works at this point. He gets the big turkey from the shop and all the Muppets are running around seeing him a changed man and he takes the takes the um turkey to, to Bob's place and And Beaker gives him a present. 
We forgot that Bunsen and Beaker were in this. Oh, yeah, so they're, they are playing... I briefly mentioned earlier that there's people collecting for charity. It's them. They're the ones collecting charity. But yeah, Beaker gives him a red scarf for, for Christmas because he gives he's offering to to give some money plus a back payments. Yeah. yeah, Whispered amount of money is usually a lot of money. And he's like, it's a present for, for me? And yeah, it's very like... It's a bit like cringy uh cheery honestly like so it's it's i always find that with all the car the sorry the christmas carol ones like when scrooge changes he changes to like stupid levels of happy like no yeah. one's that happy i i find the excessiveness a bit like much honestly it's like fine okay i get your i get you're a different person or whatever but like fucking calm it like you know don't overdo it um uh and uh yeah so he takes all the stuff to to bob's house and miss piggy's gonna give him a talking to on her doorstep because he's he's doing that he's doing a fake out where he's just like i thought i told you to be in work tomorrow and bob's like oh but you said i like this Christmas bit off. though yeah. she's like i'm gonna knock you onto the pavement <laughs> <laughs> she's not having any shit <laughs> no she's going for it which she should good for her honestly yeah. good for her Standing this up is, for her man. The funny thing is, this is Miss. This is this is kind of what I think you wanted throughout. Is it's Miss yeah. Piggy playing Miss Piggy? Yeah. So like, she's not playing um, Cratchit at that point. She's playing herself essentially. Exactly. And this this is again that question of what works better. Is it like mild mannered Mrs. Cratchit or Miss Piggy playing Miss Piggy? And Miss Piggy wins out. Honestly, honestly, yeah, at this point, she's just so much fun. Yeah, it is. It works really, really well as a scene. Uh, and ev- inevitably, obviously, Scrooge reveals, actually, I'm going to give you a sa- salary increase and I'm going to pay off your mortgage. And then uh, where Dickens narrates how Scrooge becomes the second father to Tiny Tim, who apparently survived death because of the magic of Christmas, I guess. Um, and uh, everyone celebrates Christmas and that's the end. And it's... A- really cute honestly overall like i think we have nitpicked a few bits and pieces throughout this but generally speaking i think this holds up i actually like this more as an adult than i did as a kid and i quite like this as a kid this is probably um i think it probably stands up as mm, did i do would i say it's my favorite muppet film mm. if, I, if it's not it's up there uh it's I've, it's very strong for me. I really, really enjoyed this. Like, how about you? What, what are your I, thoughts? I think I did really enjoy it, but I'd, I'd still prefer Treasure Island, I think. Hmm. But it's That's fair good. enough. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's one of the stronger ones for me, definitely, um, overall. Um, and it was really, really nice to see this again, because I can't tell you when the last time I saw this was. It was an eternity ago. Um this this was one of those things that we used to watch a lot. Like there were some years when we, when we were younger, especially where we'd watch this like maybe two or three times a Christmas. Yeah. So you'd be talking like maybe once a week for three weeks or something like that. We used to watch this a lot as kids. So um, it was nice to see this again, honestly. Um, I think it holds up. A lot of the special effects are pretty good. Some of them are not so good. A lot of the transitions between scenes look very dodgy now. You can when you can see where people were standing in front of green screens or whatever. But I mean, I mean, 1992. It's almost 30 years old. That you can forgive that. But um, for the most part, I think it holds up really well. Um, yeah, little bits and pieces that would be better changed, I think. But for the most part, it's completely 
completely fine. It's totally harmless as well. And as an adaptation of A Christmas Carol, it's good fun. So it's a good version of Christmas Carol. I actually kind of don't like them now because there's so many of them and you're like, oh God, we're watching this old grumpy old man go again. Um, but th I enjoyed it just because the Muppet characters were there to kind of distract from that and make it something different. One to watch if you haven't seen it for any reason. I think it's worth giving a watch. Um, I'm, we both enjoyed it for the most part. So that's, um, that's that anyway. That's Muppet's Christmas Carol. Uh, so next time we will be looking at the Polar Express all, all being well. This is another one. Um, as uh, Sam referenced last week, the real war on Christmas. It's another one that just appears to have vanished. Like I remember when that came out, so popular and it was everywhere. Can't fucking find it anywhere on streaming services. No, I watched it in a cinema with my gran, and it's just like it's just weird that that's now. It was really popular because it was like a big thing for the big step for animation. I know we're gonna talk about it next week. We're watching the film then, but it's just it's seemingly disappeared into nowhere. I don't know who owns it either. We do actually. We have a DVD copy of it. Back oh no, I meant like company, but yeah. Oh right, yeah. Like, I don't know who owns it. Yeah. Um, no, my mom watches this religiously every year. She loves this film, uh, but um, I don't either. Uh, I couldn't tell you much, but we'll find out. We'll do a little bit of research before next time, maybe, or maybe, or maybe not. You've come to expect us to not know what we're talking about. Yeah, so. it's unprofessional. <laughs> so it's fine. Exactly. Who are we, and what do we need to know exactly? Um, but yeah, we'll be talking about that next time. So join us for more Christmas stuff then. Uh, obviously, if you're not following us on Instagram, then what even is your life? But if you are, you'll have probably by this point seen some pictures of uh, the however many days of Sidmus there have been. I'm sure there'll be some of those posted oh God, on there, there by be, that yeah. point. What, yeah. what? When will this be going out? Who knows? There'll be at least... Yeah. Fun know. fact, fun fact, listener. It's still November when we're recording this. It feels so, weird, doesn't it? Yeah, we're we're very organised for once, and, we're and getting... they'll still be late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch this still go out late despite that. <laughs> but um, at the time of recording, anyway, we're still very organised. So lots of the things we're saying are happening, haven't yet happened, and may not even still have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we are a pair. We are um, a pair of buds. A parapod. A parapod. Parapods. Um, so yeah, uh, enjoy those if they happen, when they happen, if they happen, uh, and come back next week for the Polar Express. <laughs>